Welcome to the latest edition of the MT Sports Show. Joining me always is my co-host Tyler. But today we have a special guest on the show. His name is Brian Hall. How's it going today, Brian? Oh, I'm doing great, Michael. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, me and Tyler have been doing this podcast for a while. I'm not sure if, how familiar you are with it. Um, but tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, uh, my uh, experience in radio, I work for the Tiger. It's 97.5 WTGR. And I've the last two years I've broadcast like, the high school sports for in my local area. So it's not a major conference or anything. It's like uh, Dark County, pretty small, weather, but it's a pretty good competition. And I love doing my job. Okay, so you're able to see some of like, so at least some, tier of talent, whether it's, you know, tier one or tier two talent? Yeah, uh, I would say the most I've ever seen in talent. Uh, in a conference, it's the uh, GWAC. I think it's the Greater Western Ohio Conference, uh, which would be where Wayne Warriors is in. Uh, a team near where I live is Greenville. They went down to play Stebbins High School. And I think they may have had a D1 kid there. I know when they played Sydney, there was a running back by the name of Isaiah Bowser that – I believe he committed to Northwestern this past year, but seen a little bit of D1 talent, but most of it's just local high school stuff, not anything too major. There's a couple of big conferences around the area, but unfortunately not the one that I get to uh, broadcast. Well, that's okay. That's, that's we're happy to have you here on our on our episode today, and uh, but today we're going to talk Michigan football, Michigan recruiting, Michigan right now. There seems like they're on a hot streak of recruiting, whether you want to stargaze or not, they're on a recruiting fire right now, and it's it's good to see on um, what they had six commits in the past and a th- in three-day span, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Michigan basketball is kind of the back burner, so to speak, a little bit, but they've got their own stuff going on right now. What was your, I guess, your take, Ryan, on Michigan's commits that they landed? What was your take on almost the commits, and um, who was your highlight of that group And as well? Uh, I was... I would say for the highlight of the group, you have to go with uh, Zach Charbonnet from uh, Oaks, Oaks Christian, California. He's a four-star running back. Kind of, he committed late Sunday evening before uh, four-star defensive tackle Mozzie Smith from East Kentwood in Michigan. But uh, Zach Charbonnet, if you watch his, his film and hear about other analysts talk about him, he's a hard, powerful runner, and he has some great cutback motion. Uh, he plays in a pretty tough league out in California. Um, I believe uh, Chaminade is in that league, and I think in the state championship they played Helix, which um, I know last year was one of the top prospects in the country, Isaac Taylor Stewart from Helix last year, and unfortunately they lost in that. But he had a really solid year, uh, 2,000 yards on the ground, 23 touchdowns. I mean, it was a little bit over 2,000, I think 2,094 yards, but 23 rushing touchdowns. Pretty good for a junior. Um, as far as the commits of the whole, pretty good stretch there for Michigan. I know uh, a lot of the fans were thinking it was pretty bleak uh, with just three-star after three-star after three-star committing, and whether you're a star gazer or not, um, hmm. considering, right. yep. Michi- considering Michigan's new uh, facilities and what new coaching staff and brought in, it, w- it was a little discouraging kind of seeing that they kept missing out on some of their top guys. I think they really got their, their mojo back a bit. Um, everyone has that big recruiting weekend. Uh, I know later next month, actually, Michigan will have the barbecue at the Big House where they'll bring in uh, commits. Uh, Ohio State That's has great. their 
their uh, Friday Night Lights, or Friday Night Lights, I think. But, um, yeah, they were able to really bounce back, I think, and they're really right in the thick of it for some top-ranking prospects. Um, yeah, once you thought Michigan was, was out of it and you thought the 2019 class might disappoint, then Michigan just jumps back and thinks like that uh, we wanted them to. Tyler, um, I'm going to ask you, I guess, the same question. Uh, I don't know if you really followed uh, how many commits Michigan got because I know was, all those commits kind of came in a flurry, essentially. And I think Charbonnet's commitment was, to me, I was like, oh, that's great. But at the same time, I was thinking maybe Eric Gray would have committed before Charbonnet did. But um, what's What's your take on uh, on all the commits Michigan got? I know um, maybe you didn't see what the stars they were, but what was your take, I guess? Uh, my take was, uh, I mean, I was able to keep up a little bit because, like you said, they came in a flurry. So, uh, you know, they were coming one by one. But, you know, for them to have that high streak, you know, it's, it's good to see what the staff is, you know, assembling there with the new staff and everything. And, you know, we're able to, you know, get these commits for – you know, to build build on a roster and, you know, compete for the next couple of years. But I, I think my biggest takeaway from from the uh, commits was we were able to go down to Georgia and take DJ Turner. You know, after losing, even though he's only a three-star, but, you know, having a Corey Couch decommit, who is a four-star, you know, then having another corner come in and, you know, chill in that back burner for us, you know, that was a huge get for us, along with Charbonnet and, the other players we got. Yeah, I agree. And um, what the separates Couch and uh, um, DJ Turner is, um, I think mm-hmm. DJ Turner is really they are, they're overlooking DJ Turner a little bit. I think I don't know if that's just my opinion. I think I think he's a kid that's not getting an, enough recognition. And I think he's gonna he's gonna go to Michigan system and fit really well in Michigan system. And um, Michigan's had some success with the uh, cornerbacks in the past. I mean, they're doing great mm-hmm. this year, and they did great mm-hmm. with uh, guys like Trod Wilson and uh, you know, you know, Jordan Lewis and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, for uh, jumping ju- jumping into some more more commits, um, you know, Michigan got commitment out of a guy like George Johnson, and uh, and they might get another commitment out of Giles Jackson. My question is: is what is your take? Both of you guys' take on the level, like the, I guess, the versatility of commitments Michigan's getting, because they're get, they're targeting some guys that they haven't really targeted in the past, essentially, um, with uh, Giles Jackson and George Johnson. So, uh, I don't, um, I I don't know if you've seen it, Mike or um, Tyler. Uh, Wondell Robinson had a really interesting quote in an interview with Tom Moy over twenty four seven Sports that uh, they're spreading out the offense with uh, Shea Patterson and Joe Milton as the quarterback. They're opening mm-hmm. things up. Saw some film and what the staff did with them in the spring with RPO. Now, we know we didn't get to see any spring action because of uh, some Michigan weather and the spring game getting canceled. But according to Robinson, that they've really sprinkled in some more of the RPO stuff. So that's why we're seeing more uh, athlete kind of quarterbacks. Like you said, Mike, uh, Gillis Jackson and uh, George Johnson, both guys that could really be kind of used in a different way. I don't think Johnson would – play quarterback at Michigan, maybe in like a wildcat formation. But, you know, yeah. I guess we'll have to see on September 3rd when they when they go out and play Notre Dame, whether they sprinkle that stuff in there. But it's, it's something interesting to note that they're putting more RPO stuff into uh, Jim Harbaugh's offense. Yeah. Um, Tyler, do you, do you think that um, it's a good thing for Michigan to implement this kind of thing? I, I know we have Shea Patterson here this year, but, I mean, 
it doesn't. Shea Patterson's not guaranteed guaranteed to stay uh, more than one season. Well, so. No, and, and I think it's I think it's a good idea. I mean, if you look at today's game, you know, mostly everyone's running this high. You know, they got these athletic players, you know, who can play multiple positions, and you know, these dual threat quarterbacks who can make plays and all that. And I know how Jim Harbaugh, you know, he's when he first came in here, you know, he wants to build, you know, the Michigan way, you know, build the line, you know, hard nose, drive the football. I mean, he's still going to use that, but with I think with Pat uh, with Patterson coming in, you know, he's trying to adapt to what he has and what the abilities Patterson has as a quarterback from his old best days. It kind of just reminds me of when he was a when uh, Harbaugh was coaching uh, the 49ers, you know, the way he used Kaepernick and the way he built around Kaepernick, you know, have solid running backs who can come out of the backfield, you know, mm-hmm. ca- uh, catch, and then, you know, your, your speedy wideouts, you know. So I think it's a good idea, you know. But like uh, Brian said, you know, we have to wait till September 3rd to see, if, see what all they're going to sprinkle in with the RPO and all that. But I think it's a good idea. I guess it keeps the defense guessing a little bit. Um, Michigan's mm-hmm. offense was, was mm-hmm. I guess, whatever words you want to use, the words that was inept um, last year. So if you keep the defense guessing just a tad bit, and I don't really think Michigan, that's all they need to do is keep the defense guessing a little bit next year. And Michigan, Michigan's defense is going to, I think, take care of what they need to take care of, and Michigan's going to be in, have a better chance to win games next year. So, um, what was your? I guess what, Brian, what was your take on um, Michigan's uh, the, the, I guess the three stars and stuff like that? Um, do you really, do you really agree with like the sides of like the negative negative stuff about that, or do you just kind of like, I guess evaluate like watch tape and just evaluate what you, I guess what you see and have faith in the coaches? Um, I, I would have to say I lean towards more trust in the coaches as far as. Uh, as far as three stars goes, because you never really know who's going to pan out one. And I, and I know, um, I believe, an SB Nation article or some article somewhere saying that, oh, yeah, because the amount of five stars and four stars win the national championship game, and, you know, people will combat that with, uh, oh, you know, it's just a three-star coming in. But, you know, the coaching staff, they're evaluating talent for a reason. They're bringing these guys in for a reason, like a – uh, Joey Velasquez that came in as a Viper, and uh, a lot of the Michigan faithful was not super happy to see him get a scholarship commitment because he was he was a former Ohio State baseball commit, uh, and they were recruiting him to play Viper. And now, Khalid Hudson and Jabril Peppers before Hudson, and they were those been our two Vipers, and obviously Khalid Hudson is just an animal when it comes yeah. to that position. He was a freak athlete coming out of uh, high school. And you know, some people are really hesitant to compare uh, Velasquez to Hudson because of what he was able to do in the college game. But to me, I give Don Brown a little bit more leeway because he was able to have a top uh, defense back when he was at Boston College. And, you know, mm-hmm. they weren't getting a lot of many good recruits in, you know, maybe not the high five or the four, the high four stars and the five stars out there. And so I think it should be more of – you know, let the let the coaches evaluate people and see how it fits in their system. Obviously, if you're missing out on some guy, because I think the argument has been that, oh, you missed out on in-state kid Lance Dixon, who would have been a perfect fit for Viper, but instead you have to fall back on uh, Velasquez. Um, I think that at the end of the day, you should kind of just 
let let them play out. Um, I guess against the five-star crowd, uh, Derek Green came to Michigan, and he he was a top running back recruit coming in, and he really didn't pr- prove much on the field. And and then Khalid Hudson, even though he was a freak athlete, he was still three-star. And so I I, I hear what you're saying about the negatives because we have a few few people on Twitter that keep digging on that negative and it kind of, yeah. it gets annoying, but at the same time when the other, uh, the other crowds like preaching like, Oh, we need to trust the coaches. Like you, you need to get yeah. a, you need to get in the middle between that because yeah, there's some, you shouldn't bash a kid for coming to school because besides football, Michigan has all the educational aspects mm-hmm. and stuff to head them out into the world. So you should let them play first before you criticize. Um, but like I said, DJ Turner, he's a three-star. He has an incredible offer list, like Oklahoma, Alabama, yes. Clemson. He's got great film. So I think you should just let the talent evaluate, evaluators evaluate and you know let fans be fans and keep it that way. I, I agree. I, I agree, and there's some points that – that you made where I was like, eh, like the like Velasquez and the uh, Hudson thing. Uh, well, Hudson mm-hmm. came from a McKee Sports, Pennsylvania. He didn't really play good competition out there, and I can understand right. why he might have been a three-star. People were kind of like not really paying attention to that area. There's, I mean, there was some good football in that area, but not like you see in other parts of the country. Um, so right. I can I can see why why he was delayed a little three star, but I think Michigan got mm-hmm. a perfect get in Holy Hudson, and maybe they might get that with Velasquez. I'm not not too sure, but um, you know, what's what's your take, Tyler? Do you, I I mean I don't know if I really asked you about this because this is kind of like the first time we've really talked about it. Even I'm kind of surprised it's the first time we've talked about this because right. I mean it's always going on. So it, uh, yeah, it's always out there. I mean, I I totally agree with both of you. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I can see the negative side of fans saying, oh, you know, we should have got this guy. Why didn't we get this guy? You know, what's the coaches doing and all that? But at the end of the day, you know, we're not the coaches. So, you know, we're going to have to trust Harbaugh and his staff, you know, Don Brown and all that, you know, the new supporting cast he got in there with coaches and all that, you know, they're going to put these kids in the best positions to where they can succeed and perform well for the team and help the team win. So I basically agree with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you do? You have any like? Do you think that Tyler? Do you think Michigan should be trying to put the full court press on some of these five star kids and and just take the risk of not getting those guys, and then then you're like kind of left with what's left to pick, or what do you think? Uh, I don't think I don't think they need to put the whole full court press on these kids. I just feel like you know get the, get the players that you think will you know help your team, even if it's a three star four-star, you know, get get these players you think would fit best for the system to where, you know, they would succeed and all that. I mean, also at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to what these kids, you know, it they, you know, they look at school. I mean, it comes down to academics and all that, you know, you know, teaching and all that. So, you know, they're, they're, they're going to pick the school which is best for them where they're going to get the best education at the same time, you know, play and all that. So, but I mean, I could see, you know, it would be nice, you know, Michigan to land a couple of five stars. You know, I, I know Gary was a five star. You know, that was a huge get for us. But I just feel like, you know, get the players that you think will fit your system and will help you succeed. 
to uh, go off your uh, to go off your question, Mike, um, putting a full court press on a five star. Uh, it depends on the situation because if you would have looked at uh, last year with the Ni- the Najee Harris situation where mm-hmm. he was he was 100% to Bama. I, I think he was just kind of like playing Michigan for the media attention, ex- whatever yep. the reason. And they missed out on AJ Dillon, and AJ Dillon was an absolute monster for Boston College last year. Well, they, well, they, Brian, Brian, they had AJ Dillon committed, and then he just kind of right decided to like, and, yeah, and yeah, you know, that's just maybe all the all. It's unfortunate for Michigan, but I think maybe all the all the press going on Harris and Dillon's like, hey, I, you know, I'm still here, and you know, Dillon was a hell of a running back last year and mm-hmm. you can kind of give a full court press i i know michigan's got at least two five stars they're going after in Clavarius okay. crouch and uh jackson hill mm-hmm. uh, jackson hill michigan's kind of been in the thick of it here lately i think it's been said it's more oklahoma michigan and bama you know bama's got the pedigree for defensive back so it wouldn't be surprising if he went to bama and then Clavarius crouch yeah we're we're in the thick of it with tennessee um, not not really sure which way's going. Which way it's going right now? It's kind of in the middle. But you know, he's, he's been to Michigan twice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been to Michigan twice. He's loved each visit. He's he's came out and said that he had it. You know, the first time it was the most impressive visit he'd seen when he first came to Michigan. And so they're in it for a five star. Whether they land him or not, you know, we'll have to wait and see. You know, whatever. Covarius thinks it's best for him. Um, but. He's keeping, Brian, he's keeping mom a little bit. And that's the thing, go back to um, the, putting the press on some of these recruits. Um, from mm-hmm. my experience, to like just watching this whole thing unfold over the years, is like to put a full-card press on a, on a recruit, it's different because they kind of like to just be, you know, some of the commits like to, or some of the recruits like to just do their own thing. They don't like to talk like like Crouch. Like he's right type of type of player. Like he doesn't say much. And there's there's so been so many players in the past that they will they just won't say much at all. And um, right, no social. They're not social media kind of guys. And mm-hmm. um, I think that I think that's fine. But the way with I guess Jim Harbaugh works and the way Michigan I guess works the recruiting thing works with Michigan. It's it's more about that I think a little bit. Um, but I don't think it's going to affect Crouch a little bit. I think South Carolina might be in play for him a little bit too because how could he not if he's going to play right. on the defense side of the ball? I mean, you had, what, Jadavion Clowney play there, and they sell that out of the out of the kitchen right there. But um, Right, mm-hmm. and uh, Clavarius Couch, or Crouch, excuse me, you know, being around in South Carolina and South Carolina's resurgence. Uh, you know, as we know, last year we uh, we kind of had it in the bag in the fourth in the third quarter, and then the offense uh, decided to not play the last like 18 minutes. But yeah, yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. Um, try to move on from those those situations and know that there was a kind right. of a down year down here for Michigan. Uh, before we move into our next topic, I want to, um, I guess, give me a couple guys that you. Well, what would like for Michigan to land? Uh, I posted a list on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen that or not about what mm-hmm. uh, commits I think Michigan could land or might land. I know there's attrition, but um, tell me, give me one guy that um, you think that Michigan um, could land and uh, you'd be excited to have. Um, hold on, let me see. I'm trying to pull up your list right now. <laughs> Let's see here. <laughs> uh, 
Well, we t- I think uh, the obvious one out there is, you know, Covarius Crouch, you know. That would be a huge get for us, you know, not only being a five-star, but, you know, obviously, you know, booster up that side of the defense. But um, we touched on this on the last episode. Um, Lewis Sin, you know, that would be another huge get for us. Have him, you Lewis know, help Seen. us on Lewis Seen. Seen. Seen, you know, have yeah, him. Uh, that would be another huge get for us. You know, again, another defensive player. So um, mm-hmm. I would say uh, Crouch and Seen. What about you, Brian? Um, to go off what Tyler said, uh, definitely Lewis uh, seen. He's a perfect five for target. Uh, I believe he said that, and he said that in an interview. Uh, I believe with uh, Isaiah Hole for the Wolverines Wire. Yeah, that they're they're projecting him to be a viper spot. If you watch his film, he definitely fits the mold. Would be pretty incredible. Uh, for offense, I I want to say Trevor Keegan because the offensive line really. They've, I thought they've done a good job this class, but, you know, adding another big offensive lineman would be great for Michigan, especially with Ed Warner, how he was able to build great offensive lines at Ohio State, Notre Dame, et cetera. And, and then I'll just throw out, like, a wild card there. How about Wandale Robinson, uh, the athlete from Kentucky, as an all-purpose back? Uh, I believe uh, it's – I know Alabama had offered him, and so was Ohio State, and he talked about Kentucky and Purdue, but – you know, Wondell Robinson, kind of uh, similar to, like, Michael Barrett, um, you know, just one of, like, yep. the spread athletes. He even said it that, you know, they, they want to use him as, as, like, a touchdown maker, as, as an option, as an option back. And uh, just I think it would be really great for Michigan's offense if they're looking forward to adding more of a spread in RPO. Um, but really all the guys on that list that you would put on there, I believe there's about ten guys uh, – I think they have a chance for all of them. Uh, Dax Hill and Quaverius Crouch, um, both of them, you know, they're five stars, so they're you don't know really know what you're going to do. But you know, if you could take the rest of those eight guys, um, eight guys or so, you know, that'd be about 25 to 26 for a class, and they could uh, call it a day. And you know, obviously, they need a good season to keep keep some of their current uh, commits. Um, you know. Just to throw a name out there, uh, five-star defensive end Chris Hinton. Yeah, he's been he's been with the program pretty long as far as the commit, but you know how it is down south. They're always talking in talking in the players' ears, saying like, "Oh, did you see Michigan's record this year? They weren't that strong." You know, you can come to Bama or Georgia or whoever's trying to recruit him. So, yep. Obviously, Michigan needs a good year, um, just because last year was pretty bad. Um, but you know, keep a have a good output, you know, to keep the recruiting momentum going that they recently just picked up over this last weekend. Yeah, um, Ryan, great, great points there, man. Um, your last last point there with Hinton. Um, I think Greg Madison, I believe, don't quote me on this. I think Greg Madison played, or he was at Northwestern when Christian's dad played at Northwestern. I don't know. I mm-hmm. I think I've seen that somewhere. I don't. Is that true? There's some uh, connection between Hinton, Hinton and uh, um and Michigan, and Hinton's dad played at Northwestern while there was, I think it was I, Madison was there. I know uh, Hinton's always talked very fondly of Michigan and call it home, and uh, he may be recruiting his uh, younger brother, Miles, which is the next class up in 2020, uh, mm-hmm. one of the best offensive, uh, it's either offensive tackle or guards in the country for 2020, but, yeah, just, yeah. Hopefully, so I uh, think I, Michigan... I, I, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh no, you, no, you're fine. It's just, yeah, you know how it is recruiting. It's a uh, pretty cutthroat, um, and so and if opposing schools will do anything to uh, you know get an advantage over you, I just I was uh, listening to the Michigan Insider, or not the Michigan Insider, uh, Sam in the morning. I'm trying to think of is a W A O is W T K and Brian before before I uh, before we jump into that um, that'll be our next uh-huh. topic. Uh, I, I want to like uh, do a nice transition to that, but um, yep. I think with go, with go ahead. Stefan Haran, I think he's the guy that might be. I've heard a little bit some not good things about him. Maybe you know wavering his commitment a little bit to Michigan because there's some attrition sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. One guy I think that would uh, be great for the class is um, obviously Trevor Keegan. Um, and mm-hmm. I've been hearing some some flip news from Sam Webb. I don't know who. Um, I was thinking it might be Logan Brown, but I don't know if that's the case. I think he's pretty solid Wisconsin. But um, right. but another guy is um, is George Kalafis, uh, the defensive end that's committed to uh, Purdue. I know that people are saying he's pretty solid in Michigan, but Michigan seems to try to they're trying to kick the tires on that right now because of um, you know what they can get out of him. Um, I don't know if you've watched his film. I think he's a pretty good, pretty good, pretty strong, pretty uh, good athlete. That's for sure. But I think where he plays at high school right now, his high school, mm-hmm. they just it seems like they, it seems like they blow everybody out, and it's, their games are not even close. I mean, I think they lost one game last or two games last year, and mm-hmm. um, you know, one of them by three points. So I think the teams he plays against they don't seem like they're great schools for football. They don't produce D1 talent, in my opinion. I don't think. So, but mm-hmm. I think he's another guy that he's so he's so strong, like for for a defensive right. end. Him him coming to Michigan system, I don't, I think he would just excel beyond all measures, to be honest with you. And um, that that would be a guy that I think that Michigan would try to get um, for sure. Um, right now, Michigan's class stands at 16 commits right now. So, I mean, they're probably looking anywhere between what 24 and 26 commits. I would, uh, I would think. I can see that, especially with last year, it was kind of a lower class, uh, yeah. like a smaller another, class. Another, exactly. Another guy I wanted to talk about here in a second is uh, William Harad. Uh, hearing that he's, I mean, he's going to commit next month, but I've been hearing that Michigan's kind of just uh, not, you know, really pushing for him to be committed. They don't seem like they don't making him a priority, I guess, and they might want Keegan more than they want Harad. So. Um, um, just, like real, real quick to add to your point, they added uh, Zach Carpenter, which uh, from uh, Bill Green, uh, respected Ohio recruiting insider, said it was a perfect uh, Ed Warnier commit. You know, maybe the, like you said, the attrition with the offensive line. If they add Keegan, I would say that's a pretty good OL class and call it a day. Um, Carson Barnhart's looking to get a ratings bump after some strong camp play and finally getting uh, evaluated properly. So. Um, yeah, that was just my point on that. Great points, guys. Great point, uh, Tyler, and all our recruiting, recruiting points here today. Um, that jumps into our next segment. We talked a little bit about negative recruiting, and sometimes it's fans, but other times it's other schools and coaches. Um, Brian, I uh, didn't mean to jump over you on that last segment, but I've um, been hearing some things that um, Notre Dame's kind of negatively recruiting Against Michigan, yeah. it doesn't. I'm, they've, they've, I'm sure they did it in the past. Like all schools do that kind of thing, and right. we're just kind of like hearing it publicly now. And there was a mm-hmm. thing that uh, Greg Madison was supposedly be retiring, and that's what Urban Meyer was telling kids. Um, so, 
you know, I, I don't know. What, what's your, what's your, I'm going to start with you, Tyler. What's your take on, take on that? Um, what's your take on the negative stuff, I guess? Um, I mean, I kind of expect it, you know, with rival schools, you know, trying to get the upper hand, you know, trying to get these players and all that. But, you know, I feel like sometimes that could put a negative image or effect on the school that's saying that stuff. I feel like, you know, the kids, you know, they don't want to believe, you know, they don't believe what you're saying is true and all that, you know. They're still going to do what's best for them and all that. So, I mean, I guess, I guess, I don't know. It's just, you know, schools do this, you know, but at the same time, it's, I feel like they need to focus on their own problems or whatever is going on and not focus on what other schools are getting or who they're getting or what they're doing and all that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what, what about you, Brian? Um, I've seen the, uh, the Notre Dame thing. Uh, I believe Stan was talking about it the other day. They were saying, uh, trying to say that the some crime rates from Detroit, uh, being around Ann Arbor, you know, Ann Arbor's that not that same campus. Oh, and yeah, to, to myself, geez. I was kind of, I was kind of laughing about that. Like, uh, you know, Detroit's 45 minutes away from Ann Arbor. So, you know, like Sam said, you're not going to be like, yeah, it's a, it's about like an hour to, I think, uh, Sam had said that was about 45, 45 minutes from Detroit to Ann Arbor. And, it just it just kind of made me laugh a bit, but yeah, negative recruiting's out there. Um, it is. As far as uh, the uh, Greg Masson retiring, um, it could be Ohio State, could be Penn State. Uh, I would have to lean towards more uh, Penn State, um, kind of putting that out there, because you know on the other foot, Ohio State. Uh, I think it's Larry Johnson, their defensive line coach as far as pertaining to a five-star defensive end, Zach Harrison, that, um, exactly. you know, yeah, he's staying, but Madison's on his way out. And I, I think they, they were saying, uh, they're, they're probably around the same age, maybe three years apart or so. And it, to me, it wouldn't make sense if Ohio State was doing that, but it could be, you know, James Franklin and, and Penn State not to, you know, shoot over anyone's bow, but, uh, um, yeah, negative recruiting, it's out there, uh, if you got ammunition on somebody, you're definitely going to use it. Um, I believe uh, the I believe it was an article about the Ole Miss scandal and some of their recruiting tactics. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's like some, it's like the Wild West down in the South. So yes. just another another school coming in saying like, oh, you know, this coach is retiring or Harbaugh's going back to the NFL. It doesn't surprise me. Harbaugh's no, not going not. back to the Going, That's going back to the NFL. He first took over Michigan. Yeah. Right. Right. And um, was, I think that's kind of like old news, but yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think he had uh, said that at this point he was just getting tired of all the people saying like, oh, he lost it. You know, Michigan lost this game. He's going to go back to the NFL or et cetera, et cetera. And he just wants to put that all all to bed because he he loves Michigan. He's staying with Michigan and. Uh, so yeah, re- negative recruiting's out there. Uh, you hope that you can you can get the better judgment of whatever uh, kids coming in to see. You know, just do your best to kind of 
tell whatever lies that the uh, the jive turkeys were spreading mm. that it's false. But uh, yeah, that, that, that would make what, Mike. What makes me laugh a little bit, and I, I try not to, you know, get on a kid or whatever. It's, it, it's ultimately his decision. But anytime right. a, another school that is they're winning their conference championships and they're playing in the college football Final Four, anytime they have to negatively recruit against a school that, say, Michigan that has not been in that conversation in a little bit, right? Um, it kind of makes me laugh a little bit. So it's like, well, you're kind of doing it to yourself. You shouldn't really have to do that because. You can sell a lot of other things like Alabama. They they get their guys to play. When they get guys to come there, they play pretty much right away, and their their system is really fast. I feel like um, with Michigan, right. I think it's a little bit a little bit slower. I think unless um, you're like a Rashawn Gary or some of that nature. Uh, but you know, yeah. another thing is I talked to a kid uh, plays football at Grand Valley State University, and he said that and he's a I think he's an Ohio State fan because he's from Ohio, and um, he said that. Um, when Brian Kelly was at Cincinnati, I believe he said that if mm-hmm. um, if he doesn't get a kid, they'll push him up towards uh, you know East Lansing to to, uh, to D'Antonio or whatnot, just so they don't come to Michigan, just so they don't. So that's that's the kind of wow. thing you know they, they negatively do it. So like they'll say, hey, you know, if you're gonna go come here, well, maybe, maybe we'll, you can go there, kind of thing, and you know, yeah, whether yeah. it's Something small like that, it's still, still negative. So uh, um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good, good little discussion to talk about. Um, at the end of the day, um, winning does cure everything. And Michigan wins on the field. I think this stuff's mm-hmm. not really a, a thing. So Yeah. Um, just to uh, – if you look in uh, the – the, the 2016 class after the 2015 season where Michigan went 10-3 and three and completely obliterated Florida in the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, Citrus Bowl, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, because of the recruiting and then after Michigan's good season, although it was disappointing the way it, it kind of ended at a whimper, you know, losing three out of the last four games, you had the, uh, you had the game that was uh, controversial, um, not gonna, not gonna really get into that. Then you have uh, the, the, the Orange, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Orange Bowl where uh, Michigan came out flat, but then they battled back and unfortunately lost it late. And they still had pretty good success in 2017. And talking about, you know, at the end of the day, you got to win. And you know, kids don't want to go. If you're a perennial high school talent, depending on what your situation is, you want to go to a winner. So you want to go to the Alabamas, uh, Ohio States of of college football. Hell, you could add Georgia in there now uh, since they were so close to, you know, unseating Bama for the title last year. Um, yes. But that's that's really what Michigan has to do. Uh, it's And hopefully they can get back on track this year. Uh, there's a lot of positives coming into this year. Um but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tyler, I, I would imagine you agree with us. I can't really speak for you. So I guess tell me what you would think about um, Michigan's recruiting and um, does it need to uh, be better or does it um, need to just – it'll just take care of itself? Uh, I think it will take care of itself. Um, like uh, the coaches is going to have these kids ready. They're going to have them focus, you know, they're going to put them in the you know, right position to make plays, you know, and all that. It just comes down to, uh, you know, obviously winning on the field, 
you know, making the more play, making more plays, you know, coming up with the biggest mm-hmm. play, you know, during you know during a big game, especially against a Michigan State and Ohio State, you know, you know Harbaugh is going to have to prove to you know the negative critics out there, you know, saying that he can't win big games. Uh, obviously, you know, this is going to be a big year for him, you know, with uh, Patterson coming in uh, and the talent that we have. So um, I think I think. It's going to take out. I think it's going to take care of itself. It just comes down to the production and play on the field. Yeah, I think Michigan. Michigan's getting the right players, and they're they're getting the players that fit their system. It's. I think right. they this year. I, this year, I'm seeing a little bit more toughness out of this team, and I haven't seen it in a little bit, and really a little bit since maybe Jim Harbaugh first got there. Now they're starting to get back to that, and with Ben Herbert coming in. He's getting the guys physically, not just mentally, physically ready to uh, be teams because, I mean, a lot of times it comes down to physicality and Michigan needs to get physical players that are able to physically beat their opponents. So, um, mm-hmm. Right. Um, he, knows, that, so. he knows that Go very ahead, well though. coming from – said he knows that very well coming from Arkansas and playing Alabama. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of like – who would you rather rate as the home run hire as Ben Herbert or Ed Warnier this offseason? Because uh, Ed Warnier has made a, a huge, uh, I wouldn't say huge improvements. They're making the right steps to improving the offensive line from last year's uh, debacle, I, I guess you could call it, with uh, Greg Frey and uh, Tim Drevno uh, just adding a whole bunch of nonsense into it. But, uh, you know, Ben Herbert – yeah, he's really helped the players. You see the uh, the some of the photos. Uh, Karan Higdon looks he looks like oh, a tank Jack. now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe yeah, uh, yeah. DP uh, Donovan Peoples Jones and uh, Tariq Black. I believe uh, Isaiah Hole had talked to them from the Wolverines wire and said they added about five to ten pounds of muscle. And you see other guys. I think David Long Jr. He looks pretty big. Uh, Levert Hill. Yeah, the, the games like physically, I think are are really good for Michigan because if you always see the Wolverines start out good, like start out good in the game, like last year's Ohio State game, you know they were up twenty-one to nothing at one point, and then in the third and fourth quarter, they just kind of like the offense they had their problems, they stalled, and because of the offense stalling, defense on the field too much, and they kinda, they fell apart in that game. I think what you're really seeing here and what you said, Tyler, about, you know, Herbert coming from Arkansas playing Bama, you know, Moore, he, I mean, he helped build up a, a great – he was at Wisconsin for years before he came to mm-hmm. – uh, I think he followed Brett Bielema to Arkansas. But, yeah. you know, Wisconsin's teams, yeah. they've always been tough. They've always been physical. And it, it's nice to see Michigan get some of that physicality back. And they definitely need it. They, I would say they lacked it pretty good. Severe, I wouldn't say severely, but it was – uh, pretty noticeable last year's team. I, you, I, I don't want to say that you would they would fold at the drop of a hat, but um, if things got down, it, it just seemed like it was a lot bigger deficit than what it really was in the game. Yeah, and I don't. That's really good points everyone's making. I, I mean, we're kind of all on the same page, and we kind of compare and contrast uh, each things, and I think that. Mm-hmm. Michigan, Michigan, getting tougher is is good. But honestly, I mean, we say this pretty much episode every episode. If you listen, Brian, me and Tyler say it comes down to execution. Like that in that game right. against Michigan State, 
if Michigan, the way Michigan marched on the field in that first possession, if they would have executed the game mostly that way the whole game, I don't think, and took care of the ball and not fumbled, I think Michigan would have won that game. They didn't pass as much. I think they would have won. Oh. And I'm not saying that for, no, I'm not saying that for like, I'm not making an excuse like, well, Michigan lost because of they just threw the ball right. too much. Well, if they would have stuck to their guns, they would have been fine. But sometimes Harbaugh mm-hmm. gets the play calling is just, and I hope they yeah. get that figured out too. So, yeah. Um, real quick, uh, to add to your point in the Michigan State game after uh, after Ty Isaac's fumble in the, uh, I think at the second drive, Michigan went down. I believe they scored a touchdown. They got a field goal. Yeah, you, know, you you saw the momentum change in that game after uh, uh, Isaac fumbled the football, and then yeah. later in the game, McCune. Uh, now, give him credit; he was fighting for extra yards. He lost the fumble after a big game, and then obviously we know the the monsoon and John O'Corn throwing mm-hmm. three interceptions. And uh, if you yeah. guys seen the Amazon Prime All or Nothing series, I mean, he he literally says on camera, he's like, "I can't grip the football." But then they go out there and they have a play action passes the next play, and yeah, that's kind of frustrating. And yeah, the turnover game. But I think a a big thing. That you went, what about Eddie McDoom? Like right in the numbers, man, just dropped yeah. it. Going in, going in to score because I mean he's he's a quick guy. Obviously, we've seen in uh, 2016 really running the spread, you know, the wide receiver spreads or jet, yeah, jet um, toss you know, going across the back of the line. But he's got some speed. If he even catches the ball, Michigan, I thought they were at least in goal to go or close to – they'd be at, like, the 20, and they wouldn't have had to go for, like, that Hail Mary bomb that they had to at the end of the game if he just would have caught the football, but right in the numbers, and he dropped it. And so, yeah, you don't want to make excuses, but there was just a whole bunch of combinations, poor execution, um, whether you could – Weather was a factor, um, and then just weather was a factor for both teams. Both teams had to play in the weather. Both teams, yeah, in, yeah, no, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, I, you know, hear uh, some Sparties saying that, like, oh yeah, we we beat you. Like that that game was just, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Michigan. Was that game was just, yeah, that, that game was horrible. And so, it, you know, you're not. I'm not gonna sit there and say that Brian Lewerke, you know, he had a monster game or anything because he didn't. And in that second half, you know, you know, Michigan was teeing off on Michigan State, and then Michigan State was just taking advantage of some really uh, questionable play calling by the offensive staff. But you know, it is what it is, and you gotta head into next year hoping to secure the dub in uh, East Lansing. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, I agree. Well, Michigan's Michigan's got a un, little bit unfavorable schedule this year, and they gotta yeah. do that, and they gotta. I mean, weather the proverbial storm. Um, mm-hmm. This this year's this guy's not going to be easy. So, mm-hmm. um, moving into our next next topic, um, we uh, DJ Carton is on official visit to Michigan. Uh, he or he wasn't in Ann Arbor. I think he might have uh, left. But um, I heard his visit went went pretty well. Um, I think Michigan mm-hmm. is probably probably the front runner to land him. And the way Michigan is doing well with point guards. Um, I would say that he would be a great addition to the class with him and uh, Jalen Wilson. So, mm-hmm. what's your what's your take on that? Uh, I, I, Tyler, do you want to tap you on? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm sorry. I didn't. Tyler, go ahead. <laughs> the new Fab Five. No, uh, that would be a huge get for us. You know, obviously, you know, Michigan next year's cl- or this year's class coming in. You know, is obviously one of the biggest 
they've had, I think, in recent recruiting years with all the talent that we have coming in and obviously coming back with pool and livers, um, you know, getting a, a five-star point guard would, you know, would booster, you know, our team for sure. That would be a mm-hmm. good get for Michigan. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I want to, before you say something, Brian, um, I, mm-hmm. I think I see a little bit of maybe a little bit of Xavier Simpson slash Darius Morris in him, um, but because of his height, a little bit because he's mm-hmm. not exactly that tall, tall point guard. Um, right. But go ahead. But uh, I think it. I you know, I hope to land Carton. Obviously, he's a five-star point guard. Uh, I think some of the fans are worried that you know IU has got a pretty good shot because I believe the visit to Ann Arbor was sandwiched in between two other visits. Like I think he went from Ann Arbor to Bloomington. I mean, don't hold me to that. I'm not really sure. But I believe that's what they talked about. Uh, I mean, it'd be a great get for Michigan, obviously. And like Tyler said, last year or this coming in class, they just arrived on campus a little bit ago or a couple of days ago. And that, that was a huge class for Michigan. Um, getting Brandon Johns Jr. out of Lansing, you know, that was oh, huge. Yeah. Big mm-hmm. win and uh, really uh, really got into the, the grill of uh, some of the Sparties up there with their, their – beloved basketball coach, but, you know, Brandon Johns choosing Michigan over Michigan State was huge for the program. Uh, you got Iggy from Canada. Uh, I, I'm not really sure how to pronounce his last name, so I, I wouldn't want to. Brzezakis? Like Brzezakis or Brzezaski or. Brzezakis is his weird last It's Canadian, but his name is Brzezakis. I do like what can look it up, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, he's a, he's a hell of a player. Um, you mm-hmm. got is it Colin uh, Castellon from Florida? Um, he kind of he looks right now. He kind of looks like DJ Wilson. He's kind of one of the taller, like lankier uh, forwards. Uh, Camp Sanderson will do wonders for him as Michigan's strength and conditioning program. Yeah, we talked about Ben Herbert coming in for the football team. Well, John Sanderson has made his mark at Michigan, getting those players ready for the season in such a great class. But uh, back to Carton, yeah, it would be really huge for Michigan, especially uh, coming off of the national championship appearance. Uh, uh, Obviously, they did not win that game against a pretty uh, stacked Nova team. Um, But recruiting's doing pretty well. They secured a commitment of Jalen Wilson. Uh, He's a great He's a great guard from Texas, I believe. And he was actually named after Jalen Rose from the Fab Five. <laughs> so if you could add if you could add uh, Jalen and then DJ and for twenty nineteen, that'd be a pretty pretty good class. Uh I as far as guys leaving after this season, uh, Matthews Charles Matthews was senior. Uh the two guys you'll have to watch out for would probably be um Isaiah Livers and Jordan Poole. Um, I, I believe I've read put, uh, somewhere that Poole's really hit it hard this off season, working really hard in the gym. Like I don't think he went home for some kind of break. I don't think it was spring break, but he decided to stay on the campus and work more. So uh, um, we've seen what he was able to do in the tournament last year. I mean, the national tournament, he kind of had his moments with the, the um, game winner, uh, game wing buzzer beater over Houston, but um, Jordan Poole, Isaiah Livers, and the upcoming freshman you don't want to forget about uh, Zay, like you said, Mike. Um, Xavier Simpson was actually from uh, Lima, Ohio, which is about 
Uh, yeah. I'd say maybe about an hour from where I live, and he's, I wouldn't say local kid to me, but he's a local kid in Ohio, and uh, he really turned the corner uh, last year. I was really impressed with how well he performed. Obviously, the free throws were an issue, and yeah. the, the kid needs to develop a jump shot. But other mm-hmm. than that, he can drive to the basket. He's Michigan's arguably miss, Michigan's best defender besides Charles Matthews, yep. and he gets into the face and in the head of some of these top point guards, as you've seen in the Big Ten tournament. So um, hopefully we can land Carton. It'd be a great addition, and John Beeline's just chugging along here at Michigan. Agreed, man. John Beeline is working on that extension with Ward Manuel right now, and mm-hmm. um, he's got some got some great talent to to back up his uh, his fine performance in the in the tournament this past past year. And I, I don't see him slowing down. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle, what's your what's your take take on maybe not so much Carton? You don't have to comment on the Carton if you're uh, not too familiar with um, him. But um, what's maybe what's your take on uh, on John Beeline's success this far? And do you think that his success next year is it going to be hard to top from this year because they made it to the national championship game when they were essentially unranked entering the last season. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, when Michigan hired, you know, Beeline years ago, you know, I thought it was, you know, a home run, obviously, you know. I mean, he, he has the proven track record to where he's been. just like hardball. Um, you know, I would say at West Virginia, you know, he was pretty good there. But from what he's done at Michigan, you know, he's been chugging right along, like Brian said. You know, he's been he's been proving people. You know, he's been having Michigan, you know, in the top of that conference. You know, after you know when Michigan was down during you know basketball season, you know, we were always looking forward to football season during those times because you know. But you know, when Beeline came in there, you know, he turned that thing right around. You know. Obviously, I think I, I think you know it goes down to you know production on the floor and all that. But I see Michigan going back, you know, making another run in the tournament. You know, obviously, hopefully going back to the national championship with the talent that they have and coming back. Um, we're running over our limit today, guys, um, for our okay. episode. And um, so, great points today. Everything. Um, Thanks for for being on with us, Brian. Um, I know hey, man, we enjoyed having a ha- yeah. I know we had a, enjoyed ha- having a guest on. We don't usually have guests on the MT Sports Show, but um, we'll, we're going to start doing it soon again. And um, you'll definitely be kept in the loop about everything um, when mm-hmm. that comes up. So um, again, thanks thanks for being on. Um, this is the MT yep. Sports Show. Um, you can follow me on my Twitter, um, ML Kowalski seventeen. Um, Brian, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, I believe it's uh, it's 15bshall97. It's at 15bshall97. Uh, I'm sure when I see the tweet of the podcast, I'll tweet it out. So those those are interested. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a great to get your Twitter handle out there and stuff like that. What's your what's your Twitter handle, Mr. Tyler? Oh, you can go ahead and follow me at T R A W W R O W E two four. And you uh, guys can listen to all of our episodes on Anchor and Apple Podcasts as well. And go follow our official podcast page at MT Sports Show. That's the MT Sports Show list uh, episode. Um, go ahead and follow us on those sites, and we'll be back next week to discuss a little bit less 
uh, topics in recruiting and other things and as the offseason progresses and we get closer to Michigan versus Notre Dame. As always, it's a go blue. Go blue.